0: Everybody, this is Dave von Kleist, and we all know that knowledge is indeed power. So let's power up. (laughs) The opinions expressed on this broadcast are not necessarily those of the staff, management, or sponsors of this radio network or station. (sighs) Give them time; they'll come. They'll come around. I promise. Well, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, ladies and gentlemen, wherever you're situated on this great, big, beautiful blue globe floating through the void of Yah's creation. It is, it is the 9th of January, 2024, and oh my gosh, it's just, there's so much going on all over the world, I don't even know where to start. But right off the bat, I want to give, y- give y'all a little bit of advice, and that is, if love isn't part of your decision-making process. You need to rethink your decision. Seriously. Keep that in mind. All right, so where do we start? Well, first of all, there are a couple of things that happened last week that uh, I didn't get to talk about. Of course, uh, on January 1st, there were earthquakes all over the world. I talked about that briefly last week. Uh, Japan, Hawaii, Alaska, California, Yellowstone, Montana, Indonesia, Virgin Islands, el salvador uh salvador new mexico puerto rico fiji russia texas chile northern mariana islands and new york city all had earthquakes on january 1st okay well let's just put that on this burner over here um there was something else that happened on january 1st and it is extremely interesting uh it was reported that a group of, like, 50 or between 50 and 100 rowdy teenagers were raising hell in the mall down in Miami. So, what happened? Hundreds, over 100 police cars, cruisers, first responders, SWAT teams, helicopters, um, all descended upon this mall. Not only that, but they shut off the police scanners for the public, so you couldn't hear what was going on. Not only that, but there were helicopters flying around. Now, this sounds to me like, you know, bringing out a bazooka and blasting the fly that's on the wall. Now, what happened down there? Been a real media blackout. They don't talk about it. Well, there were reports. Eyewitnesses said that they saw beings, 8 to 10 feet tall, translucent, shadowy figures walking around the mall. And there's even some video of, uh, of these anomalies. Now, I don't know what this is, but they are it's buzzing all over the Internet. So I'm trying to think, you know, earthquakes, hmm, um, possible sightings of entities or aliens or something went on down there. Um, and it's a total media blackout. So what is going on that all of a sudden we would have all these strange events going on? Well, (laughs) it seems that the Epstein Black Book was released. And there's, uh, what, 1,971 names in that Black Book. Now, these are just names. They're just contacts. Could have been, you know, the guy down at the local pizza shop. Oh, pizza. Hmm. Okay. Well, that's another issue altogether. (laughs) But seriously, I mean, uh, there's all of these names. Um, but that's, that's not that big of a deal, not that big, but also what was released is about 953 pages of documents having to do with depositions from, uh, Jane Doe one Jane Doe, number two Jane Doe, number three, all filing charges, uh, against, you know, and giving testimony about what happened with Epstein. Well, I want to focus in, on one particular individual that was named in one of these documents. His name is Alan Dershowitz, okay? Now, Dershowitz, of course, is a very high-profile attorney, Harvard Law professor, and he's uh, he makes, you know, he has plenty of face time on the networks, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. He's uh, definitely one of the insiders. and uh, And, of course, I totally believe that he goes right along with the narrative, whatever the agenda is, he's going to go right along with it. You take the clock back about two years ago. And, of course, we were in the middle of the uh, pandemic. And this is here's Alan Dershowitz giving you a little bit of an assessment of what he thinks when it comes to these vaccines. Here it is.
1: Uh, let me put it very clearly. You have no constitutional right to endanger the public and spread the disease, even if you disagree. You have no right not to be
2: vaccinated. You have no right not to wear a mask. You have no right to open up your business. Wait, can I stop you? State, Did, yeah. No right not to be vaccinated meaning if they decide yeah. you have to be yeah. vaccinated, we have to Absolutely. be vaccinated?
1: Absolutely. And if you refuse to be vaccinated, the state has the power to literally take you to a doctor's office and plunge a needle into
0: into your arm. About the back end of that got pulled out, clipped off for some reason. But anyway, that's uh that's our good buddy Alan Dershowitz telling you that you have no right whatsoever to refuse a forced uh, medical procedure. Now, you couple that with the WHO and the World Economic Forum, and they have a plan. Plan is a four-letter word, I want to remind you. Yes, they have a plan for you. If they decide that there is a worldwide health crisis, they will dictate to all the member nations exactly what must happen. And if that means forced vaccination, forced quarantine, I mean, forced medical procedures, you won't have any right to protest or to refuse. Well, actually, you do, but they don't recognize your rights anymore. No, no, no. The United States is going along, goose-stepping right along with Klaus Schwab and, and all of the people at the U.N., and if they decide that they're going to do something to you, they will do something to you. And you have no right to say anything about it. Well, you know, this, this wonderful attorney, Alan Dershowitz, uh, he, he's named in some of these documents. I want to share with you uh, some of the text here from one of these documents that was released. And I read, it says, one such powerful individual that Epstein forced then-minor Jane Doe number three to have sexual relations with was former Harvard Law Professor Alan Dershowitz, a close friend of Epstein's and well-known criminal defense attorney. Epstein required Jane Doe No. 3 to have sexual relations with Dershowitz on numerous occasions while she was a minor, not only in Florida, but also on private planes in New York, New Mexico, and the U.S. Virgin Islands. In addition to being a participant in the abuse of Jane Doe No. 3 and other minors, Dershowitz was an eyewitness to the sexual abuse of many other minors by Epstein and several of Epstein's co-conspirators. Dershowitz would later play a significant role in negotiating the NPA on Epstein's behalf. Indeed, Dershowitz helped negotiate an agreement that provided immunity from federal prosecution in the Southern District of Florida, not only to Epstein, but also to, quote, any potential conspirators of Epstein, unquote. Thus, Dershowitz helped negotiate an agreement with a provision that provided protection for himself against criminal cr- prosecution in Florida for sexually abusing Jane Doe Number 3. Because this broad immunity would have been controversial if disclosed, Dershowitz, along with other members of Epstein's defense team and the government, tried to keep the immunity provision secret from all of Epstein's victims and the general public, even though such secrecy, uh, secrecy violated the Crime Victims' Rights Act. So there's our good buddy, Alan Dershowitz. Yeah, you have no right to refuse. And yes, he was involved in some shady activities. So we're going to have to see how this plays out. Now, as all of this information is... is. Uh, leaking out or being exposed or whatever uh it seems to me common sense that yes they need to have some crazy news stories to basically overshadow the release of these documents and so hence now we've got this report of these alien beings or whatever the heck they were floating around the miami mall Mm. okay (laughs) all right well that's uh that's that's one little piece of a little tidbit of information that you might want to put in your pipe and smoke it anyway uh and i'm going to throw some common sense out at you i know it's illegal i know and i i do have a propensity for thinking outside of the cage of course people say outside the box i say outside the cage because a box is usually cardboard and you can kick it open you can get away but a cage is different Thinking outside the cage is what we try to get everybody to do. That's why this is sort of like a Red Pill 101 type of a broadcast. But uh, I want to share with you just some common sense. Now, think about this. If you have a high-strung neurotic poodle and you made it with another high-strung neurotic poodle, you're going to have a litter of high-strung neurotic poodle puppies. Make sense? Yeah, why not? Okay. Now the same thing applies to people. Now if you've got one person who is overweight or obese and they marry and have sex and have children with another overweight, obese person, chances are the kids are gonna be overweight and over you know obese. Common sense. Okay. So what happens if you've got someone who is a megalomaniac, a power hungry uh psychopath? Whose lusts for money and power, and you put that together with another person of the same propensities, what are you going to have? You're going to have little people. (laughs) You're going to have babies that are going to be more or less lusting for money and power and have this ego problem, et cetera, et cetera. Does that make sense to you? I think so. But I'd like to share with you an audio clip. Uh, Let me see. Where did I put it here? Um, Let's see. I got a whole bunch of clips here. I've got them all. What did I do with this one? Hmm. Okay. no, I don't. It's misplaced for some reason. Oh, well, we'll get back to that in a a few moments. Excuse me. Okay. I know where it is. I'm going to just pull it up over here. I put it in a different a different file. Uh, let's see. Desktop.
1: Uh,
0: Uh Uh, there it is. Okay. Here you go. Now this is Jacob Rothschild. I don't know where he was, where he was speaking. Okay. But keep in mind what we were just saying. When you have, you know, an inbred type of, uh, uh, characteristic or trait. It seems that it will get more and more refined with each generation. So this is Jacob Rothschild explaining what his feeling about family is. Listen to this.
3: Baron James, who was head of the Paris branch and the youngest of the five sons of our actual Rothschild, gave an astonishingly uninhibited description of the 19th century Rothschild policy of keeping it in the family. I'll quote you from what he wrote. And make you smile. In our family, we've always tried to keep love in the family.
1: <laughs>
3: in this sense, it was more or less understood since childhood that children would never think of marrying outside the family so that our fortune would never leave it. <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't write that today.
0: <laughs> Whoa, did you hear what he just said? They don't want the fortune to go outside the family, so you, you can't marry outside the family. Hmm. Are we talking about inbred? Sounds like it to me. Everybody thought that was kind of funny. <laughs> oh, my goodness, goodness gracious. So this it gives you a little better of an idea of what these people are like, what the Rothschilds are like, and all these royal, blue-blood, self-appointed uh, leaders of the world are. These people are madmen. They're absolute madmen. And here we go off again on this issue about Zionism versus Jewry. Uh, I would like to uh, play another audio clip. Not that I'm changing the, uh, the subject, but yeah, I sort of am. Because the Balfour Declaration, and we've talked about this before, that was between uh, the Rothschild family <clears throat> and the British crown. They wanted to establish a Zionist state of Israel. Now, Zionism, again, I'm going to keep on banging this drum every single show. Zionism is not Jew, Jewry. Okay? And there are many, many, uh, 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 well, there's uh, uh, basic, uh, what do you call it? Oh, I'm having a brain fart here. Um, Hasidic Jews. Okay, this, this is a Jewish individual explaining the difference
4: between uh, Zionism and Jewry. Listen to this. It's very, very important to understand the difference between Judaism and Zionism. Judaism is a religion, a religion only, no politics to it, versus Zionism, which is a purely political movement. It's about nationalism and does not represent the Jewish religion. Unfortunately, people think that these two are the same, and then they think that all Jews support Israel, but this is not the case. Masses of Jewish people worldwide oppose all the crimes being committed by the state of Israel, and they oppose the actual existence of the state of Israel which is contrary to the basics of Jewish belief well we say that all that has been done to Palestine is wrong all these crimes, killing and stealing oppressing an entire people from the very beginning it's not only the genocide that we see today the last two months it's the occupation of Palestine from the very beginning which is wrong Uh, it's it's, it's criminal it's occupation in its entirety hopefully peaceful with no more suffering of anyone we will see once again that peace that did exist in Palestine, we did live in peace in Palestine before the invention of Zionism a hundred years ago. There you go.
0: All right. So people are starting to figure this stuff out. And there are millions and millions and millions of people all over the world, and including Jews, that are screaming from the rooftops, we have to stop this insanity going on in Palestine. And by the way, um, I would ask any of you people out there listening... Have you noticed any of the mainstream networks covering uh, what's going on in Palestine? No. No, not no, – I hardly see anything going on over there. I mean, they don't report anything in Palestine, but there was a report yesterday that sirens went off in, T- in Tel Aviv. Sirens. You know, wee. Okay, sirens went off. <laughs> oh, my God! Fear, fear. Okay, well, look, I'll tell you what. I would take a siren – over a carpet bombing any day okay so they cover the sirens going off in Israel but they're not covering what's going on in Palestine the only network that I'm aware of that's been you know consistently covering what's going on in Palestine is Al Jazeera and the Al Jazeera journalists are being systematically murdered by missile strikes and snipers and not just the journalists but the going after their families Now, this is, there are 110 journalists that have been murdered since this whole thing started in October uh, uh, 6th, October 7th. I mean, this is insanity. And yet, the American people, you know, all of your politicians and all of your TV talking heads and everything, they're rah-rah for Israel, rah. You know why? Because it supports the military-industrial complex. Tens of millions of dollars. I'm curious to know exactly what the percentage of the national budget is being funneled into the, uh, the uh, military-industrial complex. Because when I say that, I'm talking about all the contractors. You know, Halliburton and Boeing and Raytheon and all that. Raking in the big bucks to keep on manufacturing jets and missiles and drones and bombs and bullets and guns and tanks and uniforms, and medical supply, everything that goes into supporting the military. That's a huge amount of money, and that's what their driving force is. They don't give a rat's patoot about human life. That's all collateral damage to the corporate profits. This has got to Stop. It really does. I mean, this is just—it's beyond imagination that anybody could prioritize making their, their money as opposed to exterminating an entire nation. This is just—oh, it makes it makes my blood boil. It really does. And this Zionism is, as a matter of fact, Biden. I got a clip here. Listen to this. This is this is uh, uh this is your president. Listen to this.
2: 35 years ago, I said, you don't have to be a Jew to be a Zionist, and I'm a Zionist. Oh, okay, you get it? You don't
0: have to be a Jew to be a Zionist, because Zionism is a political, is it's political dogma. It's not a religion. Unfortunately, most of Americans can't seem to separate the two. And so when you see that Star of David, I see memes all over the place. Uh, You know, they they say, okay, here's all the people from CBS, and here's all the people from NBC and ABC and the New York Times, etc., etc. And they all got this Star of David there. Don't think about it as Jews. Yeah, they may be Jewish, but the point is that they're Zionists, and they're all working together. Okay, yes, yes, dare I say I'm a conspiracy theorist. I'm pretty proud of it. I'm going to take a break. We'll be right back.
5: I am so excited to have you as part of the Wild Pastures family and we look forward to bringing you the pasture-raised meats that you and your family will love. Now we started Wild Pastures because so many of my clients would tell me they just couldn't find high quality pasture-raised meats and even when they did it was so expensive that they couldn't afford to eat it regularly. Now I'm not talking about the bottom of the barrel healthy meats that have claims like natural or free-range or even cage-free terms that were actually created by the industrial food industry to make us feel all warm and fuzzy about buying the chicken industry. In fact, less than 0.1% of the chicken consumed in the United States is truly pasture raised in the way that ours is. And our pork is 100% pasture raised as well. So if you care about where your food comes from, then you've definitely made it to the right place. As a Wild Pastures member, you'll be supporting the most highly principled farmers in America and getting the most nutrient dense, nourishing and sustainable meats in the world. I'm confident you'll love being part of our mission at Wild Pastures and you will really love the delicious nourishing meats that we're gonna deliver straight to your door.
3: Visit republicbroadcasting.org and click the Wild Pastures banner ad. Secure a shipment today. Beef, poultry, and pork. Raised the way nature intended.
6: Einstein once said, future medicine will be the medicine of frequencies. What did he know? Imagine you hear ocean waves caressing a beach or a favorite song from the past or the trickle of the babbling brook. All of these are sound frequencies that positively affect us. Terahertz is a soothing, healing frequency that has been proven to resonate at the same frequency as healthy cells. It penetrates the body and stimulates new healthy cell growth. Want to diminish muscle aches, joint pains, and experience a greater sense of well-being? Tired of spending money on short-term remedies that never seem to work? Soothing, healing, relaxing terahertz frequency is now available and as handy as flipping a switch. Terahertz technology is changing the course of what we were taught about how to maintain our health and well-being. To learn more about this amazing breakthrough, go to naturalearthmedicine.com. That's naturalearthmedicine.com.
0: Excuse me, sir. Yes, for the most confused, dumbed-down, manipulated, and brainwashed nation on the face of the planet with news and information they hope and pray you never hear. All right, we're coming up on 23 and a half minutes past the hour, whatever hour you're sitting in, and this is the WTF Report. I'm Dave Von Kleist, and uh, yeah, I'm getting my radio legs back. It's been a long, long time, and I had my arm twisted, and okay, I'm in the area. Okay, okay. <laughs> all right, I, I, I got a little a little issue that I want to discuss here, okay? Uh, and it's it's sort of it's not off the rails. There's a lot of a lot of controversy and a lot of debate about whether or not the student loan forgiveness should be put into place. Should the taxpayers foot the bill for all of these student loans? I don't think so. I don't think so. I do think though that they are entitled to some sort of retro. Uh, uh, rebate or something and i'll tell you why okay we talked about this a couple weeks ago about how america has unfortunately been dumbed down to unbelievable levels i mean over the past century i mean the united states used to be number one as far as education in the world and now we sit at around i think it's 28th or something like that and don't think it wasn't done by design of course it was and a lot of these kids that are graduating high school, they don't know how to balance a checkbook. They don't know anything about interest rates or finances or anything like that. They really don't. I mean, a lot of them, you know, they don't, they, most people don't even know the three branches of government. So if, if these green kids, I mean, we're just getting out of high school and they want to go to college because they've been told that's what you're supposed to do. Okay. So what happens? They get convinced that they're going to go to college and they have to deal with the expense, you know, tuition and they've got textbooks and they got dorm fees and all the other stuff. Now, let's just pick that apart. How much does an average text textbook cost when you're going to college? I mean, I know some of them are up it's like five, $500, $600. These kids are being financially raped. That seriously. I mean, I hate to use that term, but that's basically what it is. These kids don't understand what interest rates are and they take out a student loan and they're paying oh, obscenely inflated prices for their books and supplies and all the other stuff that goes along with being in college. And it's not fair. So the point is, of if they are if they're got, like, say, $150,000 or $200,000 worth of debt, okay, who should be paying that? Okay, shouldn't they get a rebate or something? Seriously. Seriously. I mean... If, if if the just the textbooks okay the people who print and manufacture these textbooks what type of a profit are they seeing shouldn't they fork some of that back because they took advantage of the situation what about the banks that char- that, that swoop down and convince them yeah you need to take out this loan and here here's the percentage of the inter- interest rate and blah 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 you know i mean I just don't think that the taxpayer should foot the bill for paying back these these student loans. However, I do believe that these the kids that took these loans out were basically taken advantage of big time. Big, big, big time, 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 big time. So anyway, I'm just curious what your thoughts are on that. So uh, anyway, if you want to join me, please do so. The phone number here is 512-248-8252. Again, write it down. Scratch it on the wall. 512 512- Two four eight eight two five two. Let's go to the phones and say hi to Art in Georgia. Hi, Art. We got a couple minutes, and uh, if you got a, a if you're long winded, I'll hold you through the break. Good morning, good <laughs> afternoon. I should say.
1: Oh, I can believe me. I can. I can do the long winded thing. That's not a problem. Um, <laughs> okay. I'd like to sh- uh, talking about uh, Israel and Gaza and all of that. I'd like yeah. to share a portion of an article that I came across last week. And I posted it in there is a chat room. It's uh, what is going on. dot com. I invite everybody to come join us over there. Um, but I'd like to share a portion of this article. It was posted on November fourth, twenty twenty three, at the uh, EU Times dot net, and it's entitled okay. "Massive Oil and Gas Reserves Discovered Under Gaza." Yes, and so. Four years ago, the United Nations Conference on Trade and Development, UNCTAD, published a report on the unrealized potential of Palestinian oil and gas reserves. The report estimates that the reserves could generate hundreds of billions of dollars for whoever develops them. It also Mm -hmm. criticizes Israel for preventing uh, Palestinians from developing those resources as a way to alleviate their mass poverty. Now, OK, Doomer reports it just so happens that the U.S. is now proposing an international coalition of Western governments to preside over Gaza once Israel pushes its two million inhabitants into Egypt. There's similar plans underway for the West Bank as well. Now, since the war started, Israel has already awarded a dozen gas exploration licenses to six different oil companies, including BP. They're going mm-hmm. to explore exactly where those Palestinian oil reserves are located off the coast. So let's face it. If this plan comes straight out of the disaster capital play, capitalism playbook, and it hits right in the middle of a global energy crisis as exacerbated by war, when it comes to geopolitics, there is no such thing as a coincidence. So I yeah, that's ask right. you, I tell you, what, hold what on is to the real thought. reason I, for Israel doing what I, they're doing?
0: Okay, hold on to that thought. We got a break coming up at the bottom of the hour. Yeah, we'll discuss a little bit more of this on the other side. Again, the phone number here if you want to join join the conversation. 512-248-8252. I'm Dave Von Kleist. We'll be back you in three minutes.
1: The truth.
3: You're listening to Republic Broadcasting Network. Real news. Real talk. Real people. Because you can handle the truth. It's the best around. And be sure to stop by our store. It's loaded with items that'll have you feeling a sense of member pride and victory. Come unite with us today at TLBtalk.com and join the social media revolution. Homeowners, are you in foreclosure, expecting to be served with a foreclosure lawsuit, or suspect your lender has coerced you into an illegal mortgage transaction? paying the right party, we can help. Our initial consultations are free of charge. We are not attorneys. We are legal researchers and work closely with experienced lawyers who know how to help you find the evidence to help you keep your home.
1: Email tom at republicbroadcasting.org, tom at republicbroadcasting.org.
0: All right, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the WTF Reports. I'm your host, Dave Von Kleist, and, uh, yeah, we're, we're having so much fun. I re-
2: now here's something we hope you'll really like. Anybody haven't spoken? To, uh, no, I ain't calling on you. I'm calling on I said they had five questions. Uh, I don't, uh, anyway, I, I just think that there are other things on leaders' minds, and they respond to what's needed at the time. And look, n- nobody likes think it through, Joe. Come on. Having yeah, celebrated yeah, international meetings. Okay. If you don't know what you want at the meeting, huh? If you don't have a game plan, he may have a game plan. Who? He just hasn't shared it with me. Oh, really? But I tell you what, I don't know about you, but I'm going to go to bed. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, well, oh, well, that clip got distorted for some reason. I don't know. Anyway, welcome back to the broadcast. I'm Dave Von Kleist, and the phone number here to call in and belly up to the telephone bar is 512 248 8252. And just before the break, we're talking with uh, Art in Georgia. And, uh, yeah, they've known about these oil reserves and gas reserves underneath Gaza and just off the coast there for many years. And, of course, there's also the issue about that canal that they've been talking about for 20 years that they want to go right through the middle of the Gaza Strip. So, yeah, money talks, and, yeah, humanity walks. That's the way it is, I guess. Uh, Art, is that where you were going with this? Go ahead.
1: Yeah, the whole thing was to point out, you know, uh, there's always a reason for doing something. And knowing, now that this is coming out into the open, we have to ask ourselves, what is the real reason for Israel trying to take Gaza and Palestine? It's simple. It's for the same reason why, why the U.S. went into uh, 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 Iraq and Afghanistan,
7: mm-hmm. Untapped resources.
1: It's all about money. That's what it's all about. And Israel knows that if they can get the Gaza Strip, they got a lot of money coming in because we're talking hundreds of billions of dollars. Oh, yeah. In nat- in, nat- in natural gas and oil. That's what this is really about. This isn't about uh, anything other than the almighty dollar bill. That's it, pure and simple. That's why they're right. doing this. That's right. And if they have to kill a couple million people... Fine, no problem.
0: Yeah, it's it's really sick. I mean, the, the corporate mentality, um, it, a corporation, of course, is a legal person. But if you were to do a psychological analysis of this particular person, the corporation, you would find that they are psychopathic. I mean, if there is a penny profit to be made... Doesn't make any difference if there's any collateral damage, and I mean like human life. Human life has no no value in their minds whatsoever. They have to make the profit, and that's just the way it is in this world, you know. And my own personal feeling now, I am not an anti-Semite. I don't hate Jews. I want to make sure everybody understands that. But I, but I have a problem with Zionism, and all and and all of us should have a problem with Zionism. You know, because Zionism basically is institutionalized nationalism. That's what the whole point of having a Jewish state of Israel is. They wanted to establish a Jewish state where only Jews could be. And that's, that's you can't do that, you know. That's just not the way that we, it, it ought to be. And like I said, this whole issue about Zionism—you look at who's involved in this whole thing—and that has permeated the entire United States Congress and media and everything. I mean, this is scary. I mean, APAC. What, what is the point of APAC? The American-Israeli uh, uh, political action. Uh, what is APAC? A uh, political action committee. Um, yeah. Why? Why does it exist? Why are they there? What's the whole point? The point is to support the state of Israel and Zionism. So people have to understand it's not about Judaism, it's about Zionism. A- am I off base on that,
1: Art? No, I, I agree 100%. And, you know, talking to people, you know, whenever I hear people start talking about how terrible uh, what's going it is, what's going on over there, and how they support the Jews and all of this garbage. You know, I I always come back to one simple point. Mm -hmm. Let's go back to 1948. If Israel, for all of these years, if Israel had respected the borders, which were laid out and established in 1948, and did not, by force and intimidation, push their way into other countries, taking land that did not belong to them that they did not have a right to none of this would be going on and if they would to, if they went today if they said today okay we're going to go back to the 1948 borders and we're going to respect that all of this would end it would all end overnight all mm-hmm. they have to do go back to the original 1948 borders and respect the borders that were laid out and all of this would end and there wouldn't be any war. There wouldn't be any need for war. But they won't yeah. do that. They won't do no, that. No, they
0: won't. No, they won't. I mean, they got, I don't know how or why, but it just seems that Israel, the, the United States of America has become the United States of Israel. I mean, with yep. the influence that Israel has in our politics, in our media, in everything. I mean, they're, it seems to me that they're running the show. I they mean, are. I, I don't like that idea. I don't like the fact that Israel, the Zionism, the Zionists, are basically calling the shots here in the United States. That just it just doesn't sit well with me. And again, I am not an anti-Semite. It's got nothing to do with Judaism. So anyway, hey Art, thank you for uh, for bringing that to the table. You're absolutely right. It's all about the money. They don't care about all the Palestinians. And by the way, I saw a very interesting meme. They asked, excuse me, some Israelis, where were you born? And one of them says, I was born in Scotland. Another one says, I was born in Brooklyn. I was born in California, but I'm Jewish. So I can go to Israel and they will appropriate a place for me to live. So what do they do? Well, they know the Palestinian Palestinians, they they go off to work and they leave their house, you know, houses unoccupied. And when they come home from work there's somebody in their house wait a second you don't live here anymore what do you mean it's my house i live there it's all my stuff is in there sorry it's ours now that's sort of what's been going on that's that's insanity no wonder the palestinians are so p.o'd anyway they've been having to put up with this for seventy years so this didn't start on october seventh no it did not this has been going on for a long 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 time and I'll tell you, I, I don't blame the Palestinians for wanting to, to strike back and throw a rock. You know. <laughs> Meanwhile, they're getting bombed with missiles and drones and snipers. And as I mentioned before the last break, 110 journalists have been killed since this whole thing started in, uh, in October. And it's not just the journalists. They're targeting their families, their brothers, their kids. And the only network that's reporting this stuff is Al Jazeera, because, of course, the Zionists are controlling the U.S. media. (sighs) Okay, let's go back to the phones. 512-248-8252. Let's go to Kentucky. Say hi to Mike. Hi, Mike. Hello, Mike. Are you there? Hmm, what happened to Mike? He was there a minute ago. Uh okay, well, let's give that, let's try that again. Okay, the area code 512-248-8252. And while we're waiting for the phone lines to get uh, get put back together here, I want to share with you an, an audio clip from one of my favorite television shows of all time. It was broadcast in 1967, and it's called The Prisoner. It uh, starred Patrick McGowan. Now, some of you may recall that show. I was, that was one of my favorites. This show was so far ahead of its time, it's unbelievable. It really is. Um, and here's a conversation. Uh, of course, Patrick McGowan was play, uh, played number six. He was number six in this. And the person in charge of, quote-unquote, the village was number two. So here's a conversation that number two is having with number six, with the prisoner. Listen carefully. And again, this is 1967, folks. Here is.
3: It doesn't matter which side runs the village. It's run by one side or the other. Oh, certainly. But both sides are becoming identical. What, in fact, has been created an
2: international community,
3: a perfect blueprint for world order. When the sides facing each other suddenly realize that they're looking into a mirror, they will see that this is the pattern for the future. The whole earth has the village, That is
0: my hope. Mm-hmm. A blueprint for world order. They were doing this in nineteen sixty seven, folks. Oh my gosh. That TV show it touched upon uh mind control, uh propaganda. I mean this show was so far ahead of its time. It's a bit dated in the uh in the production quality, um, but the message is is staggering. It applies to what's going on today. As a matter of fact, in number two's um chamber i'll call it in his office or theater or whatever it was he would sit in this in this big chair and behind him was a pyramid with an all-seeing eye on top of it my 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 goodness all right let's see if we can get these phone lines going in let me see is mike still there mike in kentucky are you there or did we lose that connection he dropped out okay let's go to georgia and say hi to kevin kevin thank you for calling you're on the air
1: Dave. Dave, good hearing your voice. Last time I heard your voice was in Tennessee 20 years ago with that great big bus you were in. You were an awesome performer. Thank you for being on the air.
0: Oh, well, thank you for remembering. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that bus was something else. Yeah, we traveled all over the place with that thing, doing remote broadcasts and uh, going to where the uh, news stories were happening. That was uh, those Those were some good and interesting times.
1: Yeah. You know, regarding the world and what's going on, I mean, if you take a look what happened to Russia with all the people being killed and and probably throughout civilization i don't think the whole thing is about power, corruption, and basically it's spiritual as well so i mean it's uh we're getting towards the end according to the good book, and uh there's all kinds of things, and the most strangest thing is uh i don't know if you've heard or not is down there in miami there was some like 10 14 foot long uh alien creatures in the mall that were spotted right. and wow
0: yeah we were talking about that uh about a half an hour ago
1: yeah um but i think this i think the um <sighs> that were that the people in power uh well first off these honest the people that want real power they don't want to die. They want they want to uh, they want to make their bodies live forever. So they want to do whatever they can, however they can, to stay in power.
0: Right. Yes, and they're willing, and, and, and they are willing to exercise this Samson option. The Samson oh, option yeah. basically. The Samson option basically is it, well, it's if you know that your your uh your ship is going down, you punch holes in all the lifeboats so everybody dies. And that's, the, that's what a Samson option is. If, they, if Israel knows that the world is about to attack them, then they'll let off every flippin' weapon that they've got. Nuclear, you name it, they will destroy the entire world. If we can't have it our way, nobody's gonna have it anyway! That's the way it is. <laughs> that's what a Samson option is. Well, they got the
1: deep underground bases. They can go hide, can't they?
0: Well, there's a lot of discussion about what's going on behind the scenes. Uh, there is a global alliance, or at least I believe there is, of, of uh, good people, white hats, shall we call them, good guys, that have been waging war in these dumbs for several years now. And, uh-huh. and I've, I've known about these deep underground military bases, oh gosh, for 30 years. And they are interconnected with high-speed rails. And they do have technology down there that most of us have never seen or even imagined. I mean, we're talking major cities under there that are completely self-sufficient. They've got, you know, energy. They've got, they grow their own food. They've got everything that they need down there. However, there have been reports that, uh, that good guys have been going down there and basically destroying a lot of these facilities that have been controlled by these very vicious, evil monsters. So uh, wow. I can only hope and pray that that's the truth. Maybe it's maybe it's hope porn. Maybe, I don't know. I wish I could get some uh, confirmable information about that. I mean, there's a lot of people talking about that on podcasts. But, uh, what's you know, happen- to, to what's at- happening in Antarctica? It, I don't know. Have you heard what's anything
1: that? about Antarctica? About what? Antarctica.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, gosh, yeah. There's all kinds of stuff going on in Antarctica. Oh, and by the way. Oh hey everybody listen up. If you haven't gone to the website IngersollLockwood.com, that's the number one thing that you got to do. You got to run screaming to your computer and you can't do it on a on a uh, a phone or a device. You need to have have a you know a regular computer to do so. But if you go to IngersollLockwood.com, you'll find that that website is from the Space Force, or at least it sure looks like it. It's a recruitment website. You know, you can click on that, give your email, your phone number, or you can sign up and they'll send you information about, how you know, you know, what branch that you want to get involved with. Yeah, there are, are also links to the Army and the Navy and the Air Force, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But this is a recruitment website for the Space Force. But that's not the, the interesting thing. The interesting thing is when you read the text, you'll see some videos when you first load the page. Underneath the video is text, and you have to move your cursor very carefully over every single letter, period, hyphen, space. I mean, there are things there that you don't even know, and all of a sudden your cursor turns into a pointy finger, so there's a link there. There are hidden links all over that website. And they will take you to all kinds of documents. Uh, it takes you to news stories. It actually takes you, and some of them, you click on and it's inspirational music. And yes, there are some things going on in Antarctica, as you brought up. That's, that's why I'm mentioning this. If you click on one of them, uh, one of these hidden links, Google Earth opens up and takes you to Antarctica and shows you a hole in the ground. That's all it does. But it raises the question, why? Why? Why would they take you to Antarctica and show you a hole in the ground? Hmm. There's a lot of stuff going on in Antarctica that we're not being told about. What What do you know about it, Kevin?
1: I really don't. I know that they brought uh, people from our government down there uh, on purpose and uh... – uh, you know, I, I, evidently there's, but I hear that it's melting. A lot of this stuff that they're trying to keep secret, uh, the uh, the snow or the ice is is, is, is dissipating and things aren't going to be secret much longer.
0: Well, I certainly hope so, I, because things have, have got to come out. Anyway, um, well, thank you for the call. Well, I appreciate that. One other thing. And I was,
1: what, have you heard of ahead. Dr. Bill did, If you heard of Dr. Bill Deagle, uh, he's passed now, but he says that he was involved with, uh, he was a doctor for all types of military people, and he said that they brought him down and they they gave him the act. and he said, we control every inch of space between here and Mars, everything. We we have bases everywhere. Have you ever heard of Mm -hmm. that?
0: Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've heard that, too. I've heard that there are indeed bases on the moon. I've heard that. And, uh, of course, there's a lot of stuff, of course, they're not going to tell the general public. And I have every reason to believe that uh, some of the stuff is true. I also have every reason to believe that some of it is misinformation. I mean, we're living in an age where up is down, right is left, black is white, right is wrong. Everything is bass backwards, And so we don't know what's true and what's not. And that, of course, uh, uh, has been legalized by the NDAA under Obama, uh, they repealed the smith Munt uh, Act, which in 1948 made it illegal to propagandize the American people. But that was just pushed aside by the NDAA under the Obama administration. So propaganda, in other words, published BS, is legal. They can lie right to your face. Now, what kind of a country are we going to have if you can't trust the information that you're being given? especially the quote-unquote official information. You know, I remember doing uh, uh, my own polling, you know, uh, just, you know, when I'm out grocery shopping or something like that, just ask somebody, hey, do you trust your government? Most people would say no. Okay, do you trust the media to tell you the truth? No. Okay, well, where do you get your official information? Uh, The TV? Yeah, from the media. And from the government, so if you don't trust them, how is it that we should believe what they're telling us? This is one of the reasons why people are so doggone confused and why we have Trump derangement syndrome going on. Now I'm not, gonna, I'm not you know a Trump tard by any means of the fact. I mean yeah, he's not perfect, you know but I t- but I will tell you that from what I know, my own personal life experience, especially back in the '90s, et etc, etc, et I do know that there are indeed white hats. There are good guys that i know for a fact i was in one of their meetings back in ninety six of course i didn't realize the you know the import of that particular meeting when i was there i mean i was a greenie i was just tumbling down the rabbit hole uh, when i got involved in doing talk radio i mean i've always been a musician and i do character voices et etc cetera, et cetera, for commercials and soundtracks and stuff like that but then when i found out what was going on and i realized what the uh, what was it uh... Uh, Jeremiah, not Jeremiah, uh, oh gosh, I forget which one it is now. But anyway, uh, I was inspired to become a watcher on the wall and start blowing the trumpet. And, uh, and that's, that's, that's what got me going. I, ha- I could not be silent. You know, uh, that's one of the, one of the uh, quotes that I have on, on the liner of my first album. If you become aware of a lie and you do nothing to expose the lie, you become part of the lie. And I'm sorry, folks, but I got to look at myself in the mirror and know that I'm, you know, that I'm doing the right thing. And that's why I was just, you know, I was so inspired to start, you know, blowing the trumpet. That's what made me become a talk show host. That's how I met Joyce. That's how I, you know, met all these wonderful patri- uh, patriots all over the country and uh, and I don't regret any of it. Yeah, there were some good things and there were some bad things. And that's one of the reasons why I left the air back in 09. I said I'm never going to do this again, you know. When you get stabbed in the back or, with people that you yeah. think that you can trust, you know, if you can't trust yeah. the people in your foxhole, then you know what's the point of fighting the war? So I just said, "Okay, that I'm out of here." Okay? And that's I said I would never do it again. And through the years I was contacted uh Oh, gosh, the late Stan Monteith with the Liberty Network, he wanted me to come on the air. John Statmiller, bless rest his soul, he asked me several times to come on with RBN, and I didn't want to do it. Didn't want, no, not going to do it. Uh, But like I said, uh, the events that transpired over the past couple of months basically said, I, I tapped me on the shoulder and said, Dave, go on, do it again. Come on, do it again. You could do it. So I'm here and I'm gonna do it.
1: <laughs> we were um, here yeah. for a time like this.
0: Anyway, uh, I just heard yeah. something come in my ear. Oh, do we have a? Uh, do we have anybody on the line there? Let me see. Ju- uh, Julie is is running the board, and uh, let's see. Do we have somebody on the line? Just text me right now. <laughs> Let me know. I just heard. Oh, okay. I missed that last uh, that last comment. Anyway. okay. well, let's see. Um, Well, like I said, I'm I'm back on the air again, albeit it's only for uh, an hour show, you know, and it's Tuesdays and Thursdays at this time, 12 noon Mountain Time. And uh, yeah, we're going to see how this goes. We're going to see how it goes. Um, I hope that you're enjoying a little bit of common sense. And, and again, I'm nothing special, folks. I am just a regular guy. I don't have degrees and I don't have, you know, diplomas and awards and all this type of stuff. You know, and they say, well, gosh, well, you don't have any credentials. What are you doing talking about this and that? Well, folks, you know, you don't have to be a certified, registered and licensed pyrotechnic expert to have a valid claim of fire. Now, a lot of us out there, we we can see what's going on in this world, and we should feel free to talk about it. And that's something that's, you know, we have all been conditioned not to talk about religion and politics. Well, I would ask you, folks, before there was a free press, hundreds of years ago, before there was a printing press, how did the news get around the kingdom? How did people find out what was going on in the land? Well, it was the minstrels. And it was the, the, the comedians, you know, the puppeteers that would have, you know, Punch and Judy and stuff like that. People would talk about stuff at the pub. This is how people exchanged ideas. This is how we raised our consciousness and our awareness of what was going on in this world. But you see, today we've all been programmed and conditioned not to talk about religion and politics. And I'll tell you, some of these people who, you know, are so strongly believing that, Boy, they have very strong political beliefs too, and that's dangerous. So, anyway, that said, uh, I thought I heard something coming in my ear. I guess, I guess not. Okay, so okay, well, that's going to wrap it up. We're we're about done for the day. <laughs> I'm out of here. You folks have a wonderful afternoon. And for those of you in the Northwest, try to stay warm. It's going to be real cold. I'll be back on Thursday, same time.